0: I'm Mike. I'm Scott.
1: I'm Dave. And this is Between
0: the Lines. (laughs) And we're back. Hi, my name is Scott. That's spelled S C O T T.
2: We have no idea who we are.
0: Yes, here, here between the lines. Okay, I just watched that movie Identity. Did you ever see that with John well, Cusack? Apparently, it did nothing for you. No, it didn't. <laughs> you ever seen that movie about the guy who's dreaming? He's a he's on death row, and he's got all these people that are dying off, and their personalities in his head. And oh wow! No, John Cusack is that. the primary one of all people the really. Out. Great, great movie. <laughs> Sounds like no, a very uh,
2: I, Inception type, mu- type movie.
1: No, it re- it sort of reminds me more of Face Off. Yeah, with yeah. Nick Cage, and then that reminds me of this uh, <laughs> this Onion video I watched from years ago. Meet the man inside the Nicolas Cage costume. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so uh, we're back. Uh, mm-hmm. Last episode, we talked about vaccine passports and the vaccine itself. Um, and, um, y- you know, uh, potential consequences that could come along with that. I encourage everyone to go back and listen to that episode as well as all previous episodes here on Between the Lines. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at PA Between the Lines. You can find us on Twitter at P- at the BTL Podcast. You can find us on our own fancy website, thebtlpodcast.com, as well as sending us snail mail, PO Box 221, Munsey, Pennsylvania. 17756
0: Please don't send us
2: anthrax. Uh, so at this uh in this episode um no, we'll be talking us, send us covid. Yeah, or lots of money.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be Just good.
2: stacks of cash in the PO box. Right in the PO box. Yeah. Just stacks and stacks of cash.
1: Enough to roll around in.
2: Non-sequential bills. Just send preferable.
1: us send us like, you know, have you, have you ever, do you ever watch DuckTales? Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah. Do you ever see Sc- the. Scrooge McDuck just swimming around in coins? Oh. I want to know the physics of that. You would die. Do you They've ever, ever see fam- it. You the can't family swim guy swim in, a, it, in it, coins? It, yeah, it becomes
2: gold, a solid object. Just big. It would be they the same that. as in, diving into solid ground. Family yeah, guy. Indeed.
0: They did that in Family they Guy. They did. There was yeah. an episode and he dives he off and he wh- breaks every bone in his body. Yeah, every bone.
2: Dry. As he would. It's as not water. It is not. The coins would not give. It's not
1: fluid. I wish that I could just. You know, in cartoons, all you have to do is put your hands, hands together, together and, you and go point and, them, and you just—you can dive into anything: the floor, the ground, yeah, walls, yeah, cartoons parallel dimensions. Are, they need to be they need to the cancel. television. Commonly, they need to cancel cartoons. Just dive right in yeah. while they're trying
2: to, because they're they're unrealistic. And <laughs> yeah, too many they set people.
1: up unrealistic expectations for our children do. about how do. the world's going to work. I yeah. tried to shoot
0: fire out of my I can't own fit
1: ones. an entire jawbreaker bigger than my head inside of my cheek.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I
1: watched Ed and Eddie once, and then I went to the store. Not only do they not sell those, but it even the ones they sold didn't even fit, and I was fucking pissed.
2: Yep, and then the other thing that happens is when you're hitting the head with an anvil, you don't just get like a bump that rises up slowly <laughs> slowly you, like Pinocchio's you nose you get a skull fracture yeah believe it or not
0: you know I think that was on Mythbusters that was their last episode
1: yeah What? which one In when the they anvil. dropped
0: an anvil on each other's head yeah that was <laughs> that was the last
1: episode the last episode that ever was the last episode ever after the hospital visit Jamie says Mythbusters <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's not crickets is it Michael <laughs> I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the crickets were funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. feel Wow. What was that uh, what was that uh, one TV or radio show on Parks and Rec, The Douche? Oh
2: gosh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> At any rate, today's episode is gonna be about uh, Biden's executive orders on gun control are they um, con- unconstitutional well
0: ill-researched
2: ill-researched and the thing is is they may squeeze in the constitutional gray area bit the way that he's going to do it um the the funny thing is is i haven't been able to find any text uh, on the actual executive orders uh, at all so far um i've been able to find what cnn says the executive orders are about oh um, but i haven't been able to find the actual text i've been able to find what what i mean joe biden says they're about if we can't see
1: them yeah any law you can't have and he hasn't signed them yet yeah you can't have laws that the people can't read yeah so at any rate that's That's, what we're going to be
2: talking about today on between the lines uh so when we come back um, we're going to delve into the meat and taters of um, the executive orders. You're really that, on that meat and potatoes. I today. love the I love the meat and taters. The meat and taters. Love the meat and taters. Um, so we're going to go into uh, the meat and potatoes of Joe Biden's uh, our illustrious president.
1: Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. That guy. Did you um, hear? Did you hear? Ron White held a meet and greet where his fans could come see the whole family. Yeah. Do you know what they called it? Meat and taters Meat and taters I like it, uh-huh. I like it. So at any rate uh, Quick break <laughs>
2: When we come back uh, We're going to talk about uh, The six executive orders That Biden Supposedly Supposedly yeah. Plans to um, Plans to These sign alleged executive put orders Put into place uh, When we come back On Between the Lines <laughs>
1: And we're back. China.
0: I like turtles.
1: China. (laughs) We are back. Um,
2: So uh, before the break, we were just introing. Today's episode is going to be uh, regarding executive orders on gun control. Uh, President Biden had a speech the other day where he outlined uh, his executive orders. Um, I have some of the stuff uh, pulled up. Again, like I said before, um, before the before we went to break, um, we were talking about how I can't find the actual text of the executive order. Do they ever that release that information before they, they sign? They ha- not
1: not before
0: not before. Usually no, one not until after it's signed. Um, so which is kind of interesting because most uh, most uh, bills that are being written are posted. They're probably available. Read but see, this
1: isn't a bill because. The president can't write a law,
0: but he is. But he is. But he
2: totally <laughs> yeah. is. He totally so is. Yeah. How he's skirting this is he's using his power of trade and transit. Because he can't, he can't effectively write a law that ha- Congress. If Congress wants to do anything on gun control, it has to go through Congress. Mm-hmm. Can't be con- uh, can't be unconstitutional, so on and so forth. His executive orders have to have to relate to trade and transit in order for him to be able to do it. Because
1: do they also the, not need to be to have a rational basis? Yeah,
2: well, that too,
1: or is that just implied?
2: So, so from from what I gather, a couple of his executive orders are just going to be. Toothless. Um, At least two of them are just suggestions for the state to, for states to start doing things a certain way. Has does that happen? It does regularly. An
1: executive order being a suggestion. I
2: I I don't know the precedents. There's been. I did find out that there's been over fourteen thousand executive orders because they don't. They they just number them.
0: Do you know who wrote three thousand of those? FDR. Yeah. FDR 3000 executive orders in How the many
1: days was he in office? Well, well he
0: was 12 in office years. for 12 years.
1: Yeah, I get that. So what, we're talking oof. How many that,
0: Well, 365 that's, days yeah, a year no, times 4, 000 12. we're talking 4000. That's more days. than one a day.
1: That's no. almost, almost one a day. One a day. Yeah. That's almost one a day. That's pretty bad. He t- he took executive orders like his vitamins.
2: But there's been 14 over 14,000 um, executive orders um, over over the amount of time. So when when a president signs an executive order, it's just close executive order number fourteen thousand nineteen, I think, or whatever. Uh, but that was an interesting statistic. I thought that there's been fourteen thousand executive orders and, written, uh, written by presidents, and a third of those, from and one yeah, man. and FDR wrote the third.
0: Well, if you, th- I mean, not the. He wasn't in office about a for a third of the history yeah. of, the, of the nation. Well, he was the first and last president to be elected to three terms. Right. So, rightfully right. so, because nobody should... That, that's, no man should be a king. I mean, if you have George Washington, who very well could have been elected to life if he had wanted it... If he had it, just kept running. All yes. he had to do was keep running. I mean, he was that popular that he yeah. could have, but he stepped away from it yeah. voluntarily.
2: So... Uh, not to. I, I
0: don't want to. Yeah. We're I, digressing. Yeah,
2: we're, we're kind of we're digressing into executive orders, and I don't like executive orders to begin with. Never have. Laws should come from Congress. Really, it should. You know. The executive get, order. The, the the original purpose of that it was supposed to be for minor things like declaring a new holiday, or, you know, when things thanks, that
1: needed to happen. Yeah. When Thanksgiving was recognized. And there's some as, imperative yeah, to it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So. uh... Forty-six had a um, had a speech in the Rose Garden, and CNN fact-checked his speech. Oh, thank God! Of, of all places, um, there were CNN says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, uh, some of those things you said aren't true." So, how much of
1: other stuff slipped through the filters? See, and that's the thing. He could say some stuff that's obviously true. And yes. then they fact-check that. Yes. And that gives the impression yes. that they're being honest. So and, now, and, it, and it implies all the other stuff. If you're saying specifically this isn't true, then all the other stuff must be logically. So
2: Biden said in his speech, the only industry in America, this this is related directly to um, his his call for another ban on assault weapons. He wants assault weapons banned again. Um,
0: which there is no such thing as an assault rifle yeah the you, AR you, stands for armalite
2: yeah first you have to describe what an yeah. assault weapon is um, and they have done that but I digress uh, he said the only industry in America a billion dollar industry that can't be sued has exempt from being sued are gun manufacturers
1: that is absolutely yeah that's, how many of those things are all three of those points? Yeah. Well, I could see it being a.
0: Was it Remington sued? Yes, Remington you was get, sued. They get so, sued all the
1: time.
2: So even CNN says this is false. Gun yeah. manufacturers are not entirely exempt from being sued, nor are they the only industry with liability protections. Um, Absolutely. So, like, car companies can't be sued if somebody takes and drives their car into a crowd of people. Didn't we just That's talk about? Though.
1: Didn't we just talk about vaccine manufacturers yes. having protection in the last episode? Built we just talked into. About that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and now Biden's yep. going to say, "Oh, they're the only ones." Then, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, but who? Nobody's going to make that connection. Nope. Nobody's so going to make that Biden's
2: connection. Biden's wrong on 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 that count. Um, I could see
1: it being a billion dollar industry. Honestly, it's probably more than that. In
2: 2019, the Supreme Court allowed a lawsuit against gun manufacturer Remington Arms to continue. The plaintiffs, a survivor, and families of nine other victims of Sandy Hook um, are attempting to hold the company which manufactures uh, semi-automatic rifles uh, that were used in the killing partly responsible by targeting the company's marketing practices other areas where gun manufacturers can be held liable. So essentially, they were able to sue Remington because they said that the marketing campaigns for the AR rifle um, were targeted towards extremist uh, kids, essentially, underage kids. I didn't know
0: that was a market niche. Well, you only have
2: to be 18 to buy a long rifle. That raises
1: questions for me. How are you going to market to extremists?
2: You know what? Here's great. Uh, CNN then points out other industries also have some exemptions in liability. For example, vaccine manufacturers cannot be held liable in
1: civil suit for damages from a vaccine-related injury or death. That's not even true. That's only true regarding recent COVID vaccinations. So somebody needs to be fact-checking their fact-checking bullshit. And you only get that content here on Between the
2: You ones. only get that content here. <laughs> uh, secondly, okay, so then, um, then, then the Biden goes into the classic um, anti-gunner uh, lie that is that if you go to a gun show that you you can't you don't have to have a background check at a gun show, which is bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. H- uh, his direct quote: "If you walk into a store and buy a gun, you have to have a background check." But if you go to a gun show, you can buy whatever you want, no background check. That's That's a flat out lie. Yeah. Absolute blatant.
1: Now, I think it does work a little bit differently at a gun show. But you still before you can have the gun in your hand, you have to submit So to here's a background check. So
2: here's the here's the actual fact. Yeah. Um if you go to a gun show and you buy a gun from a federally licensed dealer, mm-hmm. you have a background check done. Mm -hmm. If you go to a gun show and you buy a gun from a private seller, meaning I go to a gun show and I have my personal guns on a table that I want to sell. Mm -hmm. I can sell those to another, to you, without you having to have a background check. Because I am just selling my personal property to you in a direct sale. And there's no background check that needs to be done.
0: And that's what they're referring to as the loophole.
2: Yes, that's the loophole that they're referring to because, and the reason, I just want to preface, the reason why that loophole is in place is so that if I have my gun that my great-grandfather gave me and I want to give that to my son, I don't have to go to a federal dealer and pay for a background check on my son in order to give him my weapon. I can just give him a gun because he's my kid and I don't have to have a background check done. I can give you a gun because I know you're my friend. I know you. You're not a crazy person. I can sell you my gun and no no background check has to be done. Now, there is an exemption in there for handguns. All handguns have to be transferred at a federal firearms license. So what they're essentially trying to do is close that loophole by saying all guns guns. have to be gone through a background
1: check. I don't like it. I don't know that I disagree with it. It certainly does get in the way as you're saying, you know, I should just be able to give my fam somebody in my family my things.
2: Yes. I should be able to I will my guns to my kid without yeah. him having to go and pay somebody to get his inheritance. However, I see their point there. My my only argument to that is that you can't give you can't give these gun control people an inch or they're going to take a mile. Yeah. See, so,
1: and what's to prevent anyone? Where We we make these laws with the impression that everybody's going to follow them. Yeah. And I think that's the problem to begin with. How mm-hmm. are you going to solve the problem? Killing someone's already illegal. Yeah. No matter what you do it with. You exactly. can say that you should have more control on guns because that's the most efficient method, you know, and it's very easy.
2: And Dave, you made a point that 40%, what was the statistic on... Um, States that have restrictive gun laws have 65 percent more illegal guns than gun than states so that have less yeah, restrictive gun laws. As far See, as like
0: the connection between crime, so it basically this was from the John Hopkins Center for Gun Policy and Research. They found, Johnny Hopkins. They found that in the states in the states that had the most lenient gun laws, only about 40 percent of the guns used in certain types of violent crimes were illegally owned. In the states with the strictest laws, about 65% of the guns were illegally owned. So the moral of the story is, is that the laws that were in place had no bearing on the violent crimes if that were a being committed. If a criminal wants to get a gun, they're going to get a gun.
1: Well, just think about this. I mean, all they've done is they've made more things are illegal. Yes. And I think that all all that we're seeing is people are doing the same things Yes. in those states. But what they're also because talking about... It, in, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. Finish
0: your well, thought. Well,
1: no, it's just people People across the board are probably all going to do the same things. People in general, somebody who lives in, you know, <clears throat> the average person who lives in Florida is not going to be Flirty. that much different. flared yeah. yeah,
0: Flirida. The
1: average person who lives in Florida is not going to be that much different than the average person who lives anywhere else in yeah. the country other than maybe... Heat tolerance, or something, or, or whether they have a tan or not. But as far when as when I behavior, start to sweat, I get
0: violent. Right. As
1: far as behavior, it really should. So I think that all we're seeing is the people in the country, uh, the, the the people in the states with more lenient gun laws. They're doing the same things as the people in the States with more yeah. restrictive gun laws. The laws don't change what people do. It simply turn an extra twenty five percent of them into criminals. Exactly. Well, All
2: you're doing is turn it taking yeah, law.
1: They're gonna citizens do what they're going them to do criminals. anyway. Well, people of, people don't laws don't prevent a goddamn thing, I'm sorry.
0: One of the things that they pointed out was straw purchasing. So basically a person who is legally allowed to purchase a gun but then turns around. And transfers that gun whether legally Ill- illegally most cases illegally yeah. to another individual in this case being handguns because we all know from the statistics and we don't have to review this but it's been reported on through multiple venues that most crimes that are committed are by handguns and one of the things that they focus a lot on with regards to these executive orders and these bills are the assault rifle which is a misnomer
1: well, it is a misnomer, but you—I mean—they know what they're saying. You evoke a certain idea. You, it's an AR-15. When yes. people, when you say assault rifle, people see an AR-15 or something similar. So that's the class of weapon that they're going after because it's the scariest looking. Yeah, well, and
2: statistically,
1: statistically, just to get back to the, yeah. the
2: the gun shows and the background check thing at the gun shows, statistically, the private sales at gun shows is like three percent of the sales. So not only is it, it's it's a very small amount yeah. of sales at gun shows. So, so why gonna, are we
1: chasing that?
2: Yeah, I'm going to say uh, CNN, CNN didn't necessarily say that was an outright lie because it's really not an outright lie. You, you can, you get, can a gun get a gun at a gun show without a background check, but it has to be from a private seller and it's very, very rare that it happens. So no background checks at gun shows. Sorry, but that's that's false. Um, The CNN does say that the framing of Biden is misleading. So they are kind of holding his feet to the fire there, since it leaves the false impression that gun shows are exempt. From background check laws, and they're not. It's just that only ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent of gun sales at gun shows go through background checks. There yeah. is there is a so, small fraction.
1: However, why why are you chasing that two percent? You're exactly. not going to solve the eighty percent, focusing on the two percent.
0: Well, here's exactly. something I wanted to bring up. Since about uh, I was doing a little bit of research on this, but going back to 1990 to 2019, overall violent crime has dropped from. Do, 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 do what was the percentage points it almost dropped in half so i mean if you look at the the total number of reported violent crimes in the u.s it dropped from like 700 to under 400 um i have to get the exact numbers on here but the the long and short of it is is that crime has statistically dropped violent crimes have statistically yeah. dropped over the last however many years in the U.S.,
1: we've talked about this before. How um, things only look significant that if if something were a widespread issue, oh. something like <clears throat> you know if people were just going outside and getting shot, you wouldn't report on it if it were happening constantly because nobody it wouldn't be interesting. Yeah, nobody would read that. It's like but we all know it's rare. We all know shocking. that's not news. You know yeah. that's not news. The, the, the fact that the number's going down, I wonder if we're seeing some sort of, like almost like an uncanny valley effect, where <clears throat> you guys familiar with the concept of uncanny valley? It's typically, it's a term used more often in like graphic design, is that the more real, the closer you get to something looking real, it it, you know you start out with it not looking very real at all and then you add more detail and more realistic features and then it looks more real but as you get very close to it what happens is the things that are incorrect stand out more egregiously okay. because there are fewer of them yeah. and so you have this thing that almost looks real but it has these defects and so it looks it ends like, up looking bizarre
0: it's like staring at a painting your
1: brain can't really put it into either category whether sort of, like, of real or not and it looks bizarre
0: Bob, it's, Bob Ross painting Mona Lisa or something
2: like when you <laughs> when you stand back at a painting you can see you it, it looks like right. something but when the you best, get up
1: close to it you see the brushstrokes the and, best example that you can give is like computer graphics. Y'all remember that dancing baby from when yeah. the internet was yeah. young and that yeah. thing. That's a perfect example of the Uncanny Valley. It was pseudo realistic, but because you because it looks like a thing but but not quite, your yeah. brain keys in on the things that make it, it look knows wrong. It's not mm-hmm. real. Right. Right. And so when we're as gun violence or just violent crime in general goes down every single instance of it is going to stand out more.
0: Yeah. Because
1: it's, it's, you know, if your entire back were covered, covered in pimples, it would just look like that. But if everything's clean and you've just got these couple of pockmarks, they're going to stand individually, they'll stand out way more.
2: Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Um, so then one of the last points that he made in his speech was, um, was about red flag laws and eventually there's no direct quote from him um, from what I can see in here but essentially he was just saying that um, if we had more red flag laws that um, violent crime would go down and we'd even be able to prevent suicide and even CNN says that there's no data that's that, that supports this yeah, whatsoever absolutely baseless. um there are there are there's one study that was done in indiana and connecticut that found that while indiana's red flag law was associated with an overall reduction in suicide of all kinds compared to the expected number the overall picture was mixed in connecticut so a 2020 review of the data Uh, On the effects of various gun policies, researchers at the RAND Corporation took note of the positive findings of Indiana, but said the overall evidence on the effect of red flag laws on both total suicides and firearm suicides is inconclusive.
1: Why is the president of the country telling individuals what to do? Uh Why Why is the president of the country telling individuals what to do? Yeah. That's like That's a his, CEO of yes. a corporation going to the development department and watching an individual code or something, or going or or following a janitor and criticizing how he cleans the place and telling, like, no, you you have general guidelines that get passed down to your in you know inferiors, and then they have more detailed but still fairly general. And as you get down to the bottom level, then you you're at the level where individual decisions need to be made you cannot as as we're seeing mixed results between indiana and connecticut that all that points to is you know this is a nation of 300 and what 3 330, 330 million million people roughly. and we want to apply specific guidelines we want to apply that to all 330 million of them not taking into account individual differences or culture you know cultural differences between the states or we we have a structure that's that's designed to deal with this already yeah but the president is reaching down too far
0: well there he's
1: he there's no way it just doesn't make sense to manage to micromanage from the very top
0: well it seems like they always it's it's always a a rehash uh and you know not the, not for anything but one of the things i heard recently from one of the talking heads you know uh talking in from a pro-gun standpoint is that you know in the last however many years that gun control has been kind of a topic, it's been one of the most disingenuous conversations, one of the more disingenuous conversations that has been had with regards to freedom and rights. And I think if you want to look at it from a contextual standpoint, look at New Jersey. New Jersey's got one of the tightest um, gun... Laws on the books right now where you actually have to register your firearm. You're not even just doing background checks, but to back up a little bit, since 1993, since the Brady law, since the Brady uh, firearms law was put into place, every in every single instance of a purchase of a firearm, there's never been a question as to whether or not a background check was required. Mm-hmm. So, And that's the thing. That set the standard that background checks were supposed to be part of those transactions. So... What what I'm getting at is that we're 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 treating this as if it's been an issue that's never been addressed.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, is a lot of the a lot of the background check laws that we currently have on the books aren't being properly uh, enforced. Um, no, meaning, sorry. one of the proposed um, bills from Senator Cruz um, was r- would require that. If you try to purchase a firearm and you're supposed to be excluded from buying a firearm, the penalties double if you try to buy a, a gun when you're not supposed to. So even the fact of trying to buy a gun when you, you're, you've you committed a felony or whatever whatever reason being, um, you're supposed to be excluded. It's going to increase the penalties for trying to buy a firearm. Well, I'm
0: going back to the 90s when I lived in uh, South Philadelphia. And I remember a specific instance where a, a guy who I was familiar with, a um, neighbor... Uh, he actually couldn't buy a gun and he was very expressed about that because he was a felon yep. and there was a huge I forget what the number of years that, that were in play until he was legally able I don't even know if there was a time at which he was legally able to purchase a gun in light of the fact that he had prior felonies on his record mm-hmm. so that being the case a lot of this is just hyperbole yeah. and rhetoric it's, it's just
2: it's, so real quick I just want to go over two of the two of the things that are that are kind of toothless here um, one is the Justice Department within 30 days, or sorry, within 60 days, will issue a proposed rule to make clear when a device marketing as a stabilizing brace effects, effectively turns a pistol into a short-barreled rifle, subject There's to the requirements. No st- exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So There's essentially.
1: No yeah. Oh, my God. Transformers. Because it has a, st- a stabilizing it's not even a brace. Stock. It
2: should- it's a stabilizing brace is all it is. Oh God. And so essentially that makes it a short barreled rifle. Now, language again, language is important. So if you're telling me uh, if I put a device on my pistol that makes it a rifle, what can I take away from my rifle to make it a pistol?
0: the barrel cut the, the stock barrel, I guess.
2: well the barrel length is are already what's supposed to differentiate oh no yeah
1: so if if his logic holds that yeah dave you're right if you cut the stock off then that's just a long barrel pistol it's just a long barrel that's pistol. ridiculous
2: and now it's i can now i ridiculous. can conceal it because now it's a long barrel <laughs> pistol yeah. and I, I can
1: conceal it now yeah that's but now it's subject to background checks i don't and have gun pants that in. big
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a pair of pants that big. Oh but my that's, god! yes, yeah. So, point. so
1: what's the legal definition of a pistol and a rifle, and that becomes pertinent in yeah. this conversation so, uh, now because he's making a claim that you can change one into the other. Yeah, and you cannot. Uh, my, exactly. My uh, impression was that you cannot.
2: The the what makes a rifle a rifle is barrel length. Yeah. And what makes a pistol no a pistol is as, barrel there's length. There's
1: no such thing as a short-barreled rifle. You can't add
2: something to a a, a pistol to and make this it is, a
0: rifle. Well, arched uh, sawed-off shotgun. Guns. They're they're illegal in yes, most cases unless
2: you buy it you you can't saw a shotgun off but you can buy a a shotgun with a pistol grip and it's legal you just can't you can't manipulate your weapon yourself yeah
1: no yeah because it's dangerous yeah. mainly that's, now that's to protect that's
2: people. now that's for like to to be clear on that that's for guns that aren't customizable uh, one of the reasons why progressives hate the AR-15 is because you can add all these scary black parts to it and customize it and make it however you want Well, it to according be.
0: to representative Lee from Texas they weigh 10 pounds or yeah. 10 boxes worth or yeah. whatever it was Weigh that as said. much as
2: 10 10 moving boxes and the, the lady said and shoot 50 what? calibers shoot 50 caliber bullets I'm like you've never seen an AR uh, th- and so. this
1: is this goes back to my point that the president should be doing the president's job because yes. he's reaching into all these domains that he doesn't know anything about. And that's just one, one reason it's not a good idea to man, yeah. to micromanage from the top. The stabilizing you just braces don't is know. Well, was, he just doesn't, he's making himself look like an idiot.
0: Well, it's kind of interesting in light of how much uh, of a grill that they put, uh, or, or how much of a mill they put uh, the 45th president through 45. in light of his stupid comments with drinking bleach, you know, remember that whole thing when they were talking about well if you could just ingest or you know if you could in inject some form of bleach into a person you know yeah, yeah it was a dumb, it was question. A dumb question it, it was just, a but, stupid thing but yeah. again but what he, he was, was saying
2: in, is, is there a way that we can develop something yeah to kill it from the inside my point
0: was is he was commenting from a very ignorant place. ignorant uh, platform yes our current 46th president is commenting from a very ignorant Poor kids Standpoint. are just yeah,
1: as bright he, and just as tall as
0: white kids. They, are. <laughs> they and, are, And that's what's interesting is there's actually a, a gentleman from uh, what's his name. Uh, keep talking. I'm gonna look yeah. it up here. There's the,
2: the other point that I wanted to make real quick is that the other toothless um, executive order is he wants to publish a model of red flag laws. Again, he can't do much by executive order because it's it's you can't just you can't legislate. He's not a He's not a dictator. He's a president. He doesn't have the power. Laws come from Congress, not from the executive branch. You know so. what I
1: would do if I were president? I'd just start handing out executive orders for just like, you know, if, I, if I'm if i getting dominoes. I'm gonna Pizza hand, I'm on gonna, Wednesdays! Yeah, I'm going gonna, <laughs> to gonna hand an executive order to my assistant that says that, that at this time, on this day, he has to order me dominoes or something. So here's the,
2: here's the most pertinent point that I want to make. Um, and it's about his policy on ghost guns. Um, I want to make clear, ghost ghost guns don't exist. There is no such thing as a quote-unquote ghost guns. What what they're referring to is what's called an 80% lower. Um, and, and In the gun community, your your AR-15 uh, platform rifles, you can get them um, unfinished. So you can get what's called an 80% lower. It's finished, but the place where the bolt carrier and all that stuff and trigger mechanisms all where all that goes is not milled out yet so you have to mill that you have to machine it yourself most people don't have the equipment to mill their own rifles yeah so um what you can do is you can buy braces and stuff like that that'll set it up so you can drill it out by hand Um, it can be done the original Concept, when the United States started serializing guns, the compromise was that you would only have to serialize guns that were bought by a mass-produced manufacturer. That way, the government would be able to trace defects and manufacturing issues with guns that were made by big corporations in order to follow them back to the corporations and hold them accountable.
1: Probably a probably a better consequence of that as well you know you can't you, want, you would not have it would be hard for a single manufacturer to say supply guns to a militia yes. without well, somebody yes. you know because there's a paper trail now yes. saying that all these guns with these serial numbers are you know and everything has to be accounted for at the factory and everything so, and that's the second portion of it is, but when you have individuals milling out the you know just where the receiver goes and uh, you know that's not a widespread issue that's one person yes that's one person
2: exactly right the the thought was is because of the Second Amendment you need to be able to manufacture your own weapons that's part of the Second Amendment is that you you are allowed to make your own weapons um, that's just it's been that way think about how it was when in back in the Revolutionary days, a lot of times you made your own weapons, whether it be a musket or whatever, or a you, pitchfork, or your, or yeah, <laughs> or you would commission whatever. somebody to make it for you. But nonetheless, you purse. made your own weapons. You, yeah. you milled your own cannons. You, 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 even swords. Back in the day, you you smithed your own swords. the The thing was, is individual freedom. The United States, it was designed that you could make your own weapons. The compromise would be that the serial numbers would only be stamped on manufactured weapons so that if you made a weapon yourself, it didn't have to be serialized. Yes. That way the government wouldn't know that you had these weapons
1: because mandating a serial number on every single weapon is essentially accomplishing the same thing as a national gun registry exactly which is completely unconstitutional exactly exactly so
2: essentially the ghost guns the way that you could manufacture a gun yourself a lot of people don't have the wherewithal or the equipment to be able to machine their own guns so you get yeah. So you get the 80% lower you mill out the, the last 20%, which is usually you can do it with a drill press. If you, know, if you know what you're doing, you got a good steady hand, you can mill out the rest of it with a drill press. Um, and then you got yourself um, a gun with no serial number. So essentially it's not, people think that these are guns that are manufactured without serial numbers or something along those lines. It's not that way at all. You just have to make it yourself. And the misconception is, is that these guns fly under the radar um, because we we don't know where they're at well truth be told once you buy a gun from a store when when you leave after 45 days your serial numbers are destroyed and nobody knows that you have that gun anyway yeah
1: Yeah, and that because there is not supposed to be a gun registry registry. exactly because the government should not be able to show up at people's houses and take their guns because that's fucking scary yes
2: absolutely so this is just one more step to make sure that people can't have guns that the government doesn't know about
1: the government shouldn't yes 100 the government should fear the people not the other way around that's the
2: spirit of the constitution is to limit the government the 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 rights uh, the biggest misconception nowadays is that our rights come from the constitution they don't the rights come from our creator. Whether you believe that's God, whether you believe that's nature, whether you believe that we just come from nothing, whatever you believe, yeah.
1: As a living thing, you have you rights. You have rights. As a, sen- a living, sentient thinking, an individual with an identity, you have rights. Exactly. Period. Exactly. Well, the
0: understanding idea is that a government can become as much the aggressor as it can be the protector, and and more often than not, it yeah, does. and that's and that's the whole idea behind it is that. You know, a lot of people argue, you know, of course there's been a lot of debate whether or not the Second Amendment is relevant. And, you know, in recent days and I would say like within the last 40 years, 30 years. I hate that argument. And, you know, you think about it, you know, the Second Amendment really was there as a protection to the First Amendment when it comes down to it. It was put there as a supplementary addition to the First Amendment because when it comes down to it, at some point... Somebody's gonna—it's gonna go further than simply somebody saying I don't agree with what you say and you're an idiot, jackass, whatever the case be. It's gonna be somebody coming over to your house, you know. Well, that's no, another
2: false uh, statement that he made. You finish, finish your shot. No, I didn't I, mean to step on you.
0: No, go ahead. I, that was—that's another it.
2: false statement that Biden made. Um, was the 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 that false theory that you can't yell fire in a crowded theater? You absolutely can yell fire in a crowded theater. There's Brandenburg v. Ohio uh, back in 1969 um, overturned the ruling that you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. You absolutely can. Your First Amendment rights. People protect, are not going to like you very yeah, much. Oh, you're, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're you're going to cause panic and things like that, and you may. They may try and hit you with inciting a riot or something I w- yeah, like that. Yeah, I was
1: going to say you're already kind of risking breaking pre-existing laws anyway by doing something like that yeah. it's your yeah. it's illegal
2: to cause chaos but my but my my bigger point is is they always use that argument oh well we can limit the second amendment because you can limit the first amendment too so you can curtail speech because you can't yell fire in a crowded theater well yes you can Brandenburg v ohio states you absolutely can you have the right to say whatever you want, whenever you want. You're just not allowed to cause violence.
1: You're not allowed to threaten anyone. Yes, you can't threaten that's one, violence because or incite violence. And, and the logic behind that is if you threaten someone violently because of any, for whatever reason, you are in, then inherently limiting their, their free rights. speech yes, out yeah. of fear. Out yeah. of fear. Yes, yeah. yeah. so that's, you know, it, it's simply the First Amendment sort of protecting itself when you can't threaten somebody. Well, I, I, yeah. Go, ahead. go no, ahead. Going
0: back to the whole cancel culture ar- argument that we were going over last couple of weeks ago. there There's a huge difference. And I know that now on the other side of things, people are saying, well, that's not cancel culture. Or somebody boycotts. And, that, and that's true. It's not cancel culture. Or somebody boycotts. We all have the right to boycott. But when somebody is. Standing outside your house or your business, throwing rocks through your window, or
1: well, that's already illegal. Yes.
0: Yes, but not yeah. being prosecuted, and that's the well, thing. well, that's the thing. I yeah, mean, the it,
1: laws just need to be enforced.
0: Yes, and that's what it really boils down to is that we have laws in place that protect against all these things already, but yet this under coverage, understatement, under in. Forming or this uneducated standpoint that they're coming from or this blatant un- uneducated standpoint that they're coming from is basically creating again this idea that there's no control at all in place with regards to these subject matters
2: yeah and it goes back to the McCloskeys um, the couple in Missouri that was arrested when the mob uh, broke onto their property and they brought out their AR-15 and their pistol and they were arrested for waving their oh, weapons yeah. around okay. um, it goes back to that um what what is it that you're supposed to do when a mob of 30 to 50 people breaks down your front gate and starts marching towards your house isn't that
1: the point of the second amendment cookies exactly you're milk. on my property you you cookies yeah. and milk i
2: would say if you don't want guns pointed at you stay on the other
1: side yeah. of my fence or or be, great or be nice yeah
2: don't break yeah. don't break onto my property don't break into my to my castle and we'll be fine.
1: Now, I believe that those protesters had a right to protest. Absolutely, not outside necessarily. Private property. They were in the way that they were doing. Yeah, it. outside
2: yeah. private property for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for once sure. once you step foot on but, the private property rules change but
1: there's a whole group of people that think
2: that private property shouldn't exist and that's a whole another argument except but that's, for those making the
0: laws yeah
2: but that's what they're
1: <laughs> yeah they're yeah yeah that's what look they're getting the, down look to look at the people talking and look at what they're actually
0: doing I wanted exactly. to bring up real quick there was a uh there was a conversation that was had on NBR NPR quite a few years ago with uh Adam Winkler who's a uh law professor from UCLA and they were actually talking to him about the whole gun rights issue and uh One of the questions that um, came up, uh, this was the statement from the interviewer. Uh, I guess the big question about all this, you know, is when we misunderstand or misuse some of these terms, how do you see that as affecting the debate? And Winkler responds, it's one of the biggest problems for gun control advocates today. Many of them really don't like guns so they don't know very much about them until you hear them promoting legislation that's not likely to be effective because it's based on a misunderstanding of firearms.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Like the fully automatic 50 cal AR47s.
1: AR47s. <laughs> that yeah. just blows my mind.
2: It's just it's it's ridiculous <sighs> how misinformed these people are. They don't know the difference between you a cartridge played, and a bullet.
1: Haven't you ever played Counter-Strike?
2: i think i think
0: what the incredulous incredulous thing about this is that they take a root core issue uh, something that's really serious in the culture of a society and they use it to punish people that have no play into that problem you know who you know uh,
2: from from all of the 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 boosts and stuff that they do for minorities needing help and all this other stuff You know who gets affected by a lot of these gun controls more often is minorities. Yes. They're the ones that get affected by... Whitey's going to get guns. Well, if you look at it... Whitey can get guns from his grandpa. Whitey can get guns from, from his buddy. Minorities a lot of times are coming to this country from countries that don't allow guns, and they have no way to protect themselves.
0: Well, if you look at the places that have the strictest gun laws in the U.S., because if you think Pennsylvania, where we're at, And then you think of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. You know, the the old joke Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania is Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and Alabama in between. You know, the old joke. And, And, you know, that being the case, when you go into Philadelphia, the legal requirements for gun ownership in Philadelphia differ from that of the rest of the state
2: and i don't know how they get away with that i don't either because the the, there's a there's a law in the pennsylvania constitution that says that municipalities aren't allowed to preempt state gun laws this
0: is this is funny i lived in philadelphia i had a gun permit to carry legally you know i got it that same day because i don't have a background i don't have a criminal background so i went right through the process from point a to point z with no problem 45 minutes exactly But I could carry, because I got a permit in Philadelphia, I could carry anywhere in the state. I get a permit outside of Philadelphia, now that I'm a resident outside of Philadelphia. I can't carry into Philadelphia. I
2: can't carry in Philly.
0: So, yeah. which tells me that the the balance, there's an imbalance in how they apply the law throughout nobody's the state. Nobody's probably
2: challenged it.
1: Well, hmm. yeah, I was going to say, nobody's probably challenged it. It becomes, you know, the, you ask the question, how are they getting away with it? Well, because...
2: Nobody's People
1: are just letting them. Yeah. You know, you but have to, people will do whatever they want to do until you actually take them to court over yeah. it.
0: My point, why I brought that up is that we know that statistically and demographically, your, your urban centers are where you're going to have a higher propensity for minorities that are living there just because of immigration, just because of job availability services, so on and so on. That's changing. That has changed a lot in the last, I'd say, forty to fifty years, to where there's a huge or, or larger propensity of um, people moving out of the cities into outside. Huge, huge, and um, but my point is, is that it's a very big number. You know, if you look at the cities in general, that's where most of the crime statistics that a state is connected to come from. If you think about it if you look at Pittsburgh and Philadelphia I guarantee you the per, huge number. <laughs> the, the the larger of the numbers that Pennsylvania is known for with relation to gun crime probably stem from those two locations absolutely,
1: absolutely. yeah so
0: that being said they are the tighter what I'm getting at is they are more restrictive in the cities uh, you know in light of state laws they are they are tighter controlled. Uh-huh. But yet they have a higher propensity for crime within those locations. And
1: it's interesting, too. Obviously, you'd have to do more research on the actual numbers and the data and do some statistical analysis. And that's way outside the scope of this podcast. But um, interesting, we can bring that right back to our 65% versus 40% between... What were the states?
0: So, I mean, they they, really didn't, they didn't break down. It, it, they just said ones with simply, more lenient were 40 okay, and yeah, more we, right, right. restrictive 65%. But, so,
1: so the peop- people in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh may very well be doing all the same things that people in the rest of the state are doing. Exactly. But because the laws are more restrictive, all that a law does is put a label of criminal on someone. It somewhere. categorizes. That's all that you're doing. And you give other people an excuse to act a certain way toward that person.
0: And that's a good framing to think about it that way is that the crime, you know, you'll have a difference in crime levels simply because of the population, how many people are in one place. You know, that's just, that's just simple statistics. You got 2 million people living in one place versus 30,000 where we're at. Of course, the statistics are going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be a little skewed, but, um, but what you said is, I mean, right on the money is that, you know, we're just adding a category, to highlight, it's like you know reading a book and you know missing ninety percent of it, but you highlighted ten percent of it. You know, and you're really not getting the whole picture. And and you, only, you, you call only,
1: that the important part? You,
2: yeah. You read the epilogue and, and yeah. or cliff the, or notes, the, or the or the <laughs> yeah. prologue on the back, and you <laughs> and, and you that's think you've what read Biden
1: is doing. Sitting in his chair at the top, he's yep. reading. He's he's cultural reading cliff notes. The cliff notes. The excerpt on the back and and pro- proposing legislation. Based on that, based yeah. so, on an oversimplified view.
2: Essentially, um, I guess the overarching thing here is that Biden can only do so much by executive order. So a lot of what he's doing is toothless and worthless and stupid, um, but it has some trickle down effect. Well, um, yeah, of course, going to come into, uh, you know, everyday lives of, 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 of people. Um, And especially when it comes to these ghost guns and, and, and braces, if you make those braces illegal, uh, and you can't pin him down on this. He he's he's been asked by the reporters directly. Um, you know, are you what what's going to happen with this? Are you going to make them illegal? Are people going to have to turn them in? Is this going to be a buyback situation? What's going to happen with all of the the four million of these pistol braces that are already out in
1: circulation? Well, let's just propose the question. Okay, so we're gonna let's say we make pistol. Bra- well, first of all, what's the rational basis for that? And Mike, I th- we were talking about they, this a little bit. It makes them more. It accurate. makes it more accurate. So so i'm a villain let's propose that i'm a villain and i have a pistol and i have a pistol brace and i want to shoot someone and i'm dead set on i i'm going to hit this person i'm going to shoot them i have a pistol brace i've practiced with it and it's fairly accurate and i fire one bullet and it hits the person that i want it to and now so i'm done if we take that pistol brace away and I'm firing at someone, and I miss more often because I don't have a, the pistol brace. I miss more often. I'm not going to stop firing. No. We're not saving a life in this case. I'm just putting more lead in the air. Yes. Which is. Yeah. What consequences are there going to be from that? Then it just goes
2: back to, like, what does it matter what you're using to kill people? Killing people is it's illegal. It's already yeah. illegal. <laughs> exactly. You could beat 70 to people to death with a steel dildo. It doesn't make it any <laughs> different.
0: <laughs> there was a book out there that said... It doesn't
2: uh, make it an assault dildo.
0: There was a book... <laughs> well, it could be. There, there's Put it was, on burst. <laughs> there, there's a, there was a book that came out that said 101 Ways to Kill Somebody with a Straw. Number exactly. one, shoot somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <there> go. <laughs> yeah.
2: At any rate, we'll take a we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and wrap this up. Um so just just a quick couple of minutes and we'll be right back here on Between the Lines And we're
0: back. I'm Scott.
1: And I'm still Dave.
2: You were neither of you
1: are Can
0: correct. I be Mike?
2: No.
1: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. God! No, God, please, no! You know, no! All I could no! think of when you were talking
0: about the... Uh, no! Good grief. How long is that? It's all, a long meme. How, all I could think of was, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Andy Griffith growing up. Oh, lots of times. Barney Fife, how yeah. he would keep one bullet in his gun.
2: Yeah, he was only allowed to have one bullet. Didn't he
0: shoot himself in the foot or something? Well, no, it's not. That's
2: why he had to keep the bullet in his pocket.
0: Oh, okay, that's right.
1: <laughs> that was self-imposed. I didn't think it was. Nope, Andy, no. Andy oh, made Andy. him do Yep, <laughs> okay. Andy made him.
2: He, he was only allowed to have one bullet, and he had to keep it in his pocket. Sure. Yep. Yeah. See, now it's gun control right there.
1: That is. Andy. Well, but that's See, but that's that one guy. Yeah. It's not legislation. We're not telling everybody in town exactly that they can only be but and we already we've got this that. one guy who just is bad he's just makes bad decisions and he's clumsy so we can deal with him but we're not all barney fife no
2: exactly there's a lot more andy's than there are barney
1: i
0: think what they're not again what they're not talking about is just the the larger proportion of the population that is responsible in this regard sure. you know, and they don't highlight yeah, any th- of that.
1: How many people, we talk about how many people have guns like it's this big number, it is a big number why are we not, if, if there are 80 million guns in the country or whatever I'm pulling a number out of my ass but if no, there are 80 million guns in the country why aren't there 80 million murders a day? That's that's the like. biggest number
0: ever <laughs> <laughs> and, and that just goes to prove that the you know the there's a smaller minority of 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 happenings that are, you know, occurring out of that larger population. So well, I mean, it goes back to the point that Scott made that it,
2: that gun violence in this country wouldn't be so, if it wasn't so rare, it wouldn't be so shocking. Newsworthy. Yeah. 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 And be, if, if, if gun gun violence in this country was as bad as they purported it to be, then we would become numb to it. And I think I I think that there's a meme out there that says something like there's 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 a hundred and fifty million guns in this country, and I think that's a low number, but it, I'm just throwing it no, out there. I have no idea. There's a hundred and fifty million guns in this country and three trillion rounds of ammunition. If the guns were the problem, you would know it.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. And well, that's the point that I'm making. Absolutely.
0: Well, it's like that. Remember that movie you talked about in a couple episodes ago about the girl who was taken advantage of by the.
1: Oh, in the restaurant? Oh, yeah. Wendy's, was it? Yeah. Or remember KFC? how you talked
0: about... you? I mean, the whole movie was based off of something that actually happened, and then you yes. did some research and discovered it was like... How many times has it happened? In it's this? happened like 40 times or something like but, that. But, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's a very, very minor Very minute, small,
2: yes. But it's so shocking. It's so
0: shocking. But And what I'm getting at is that in their eyes, yeah, and in the people that are going after this, in their eyes, that's the equivalent... Of you know gun violence and whatnot, mm-hmm. but in reality, it's like they don't understand. Is that this isn't the Wild West? We're not walking into. I mean, yeah, we now if you to, walk into Chicago, you know nowadays, you know you might be walking into the Wild West because they don't know how to control violence in their city. But I
2: think to your point is is this?
0: Then
1: they have some of the most restrictive gun laws.
0: Exactly. On the books. That I think that what you're getting
2: at is what what happened to that girl was so shocking and so. Rare, but that doesn't mean that we're going through legislating uh, who's allowed to call yeah. fast know, food restaurants. I
1: would want to. I would want to see what would happen in Chicago if they loosened up their gun laws and it made it made guns more accessible. Would gun violence go down? I wonder. Statistics show that it would. Yeah. Because, because then the criminals would be afraid. Well, think about it this way. If got ought, ought criminals not to be afraid of the general public, shouldn't they? Wouldn't that be no. better for it the goes, general public? It goes
2: back to the Skittles argument. If you had a bowl of Skittles, and I told you that one of those Skittles was poisoned, would you eat any of those Skittles? Probably not. Probably not I'd even try. Just, just because. So if you went into a neighborhood, and you knew that at least one of those houses somebody was armed, but you didn't know which one, you'd be a lot less likely to break into that neighborhood. Which is why crime, crime doesn't happen really in rural areas. People don't go breaking into houses in rural areas because the chances of somebody having a weapon in rural Pennsylvania... I would almost guarantee it you because know,
1: they're allowed to get one and yes. we all know that any anybody on this block is a they're they're all allowed to have a gun. Yep.
2: And they're all Every allowed single to have them in their house. They're allowed yep. to even have them loaded. They're not even allowed to use them. Well, yeah. I'm
0: just thinking like if you, you know, we always talk about I, of course you don't play with people's lives, but at the same time I was thinking of Baltimore, Baltimore has one as the highest uh, per capita crime rates in all of the US. I mean, in terms of gun violence, they've of all violent crimes in Baltimore are related to gun violence. But at the same time, I'd like to see what the restrictiveness is on, you know, ownership in that town. Now, what I'm getting at is that if you suddenly start to make a push, because some states have done this, some states have made a push for gun ownership. Sometimes... To the other side of the degree, where they were requiring the people <laughs> to carry I mean, a gun
1: Absolutely, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't just because I, that's a bit. It's it's I, oddly draconian in the opposite. I'm not direction. saying they should do that. No, I'm but just it's saying, interesting. Yeah, and I just wonder. <laughs> so now here here's a here's, a, here's how much a, less crime is there.
2: Here's an important uh, that this actually happened in the United States once, uh, around 1862 was it? Um, this would be the last point I make. Be, 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 uh, it was around April 1862 uh, in Kennesaw, what was it, Kennesaw, Georgia? Uh, they had a problem with a certain town, Kennesaw, Georgia. They had a problem with um, locomotive uh, robberies. Trains were getting robbed all the time in Kennesaw.
0: Isn't that a current thing?
2: No, but it was in 1862. Amstrad. Are they not
0: still having that, problem?
2: <laughs> so what happened was, is in Kennesaw, Georgia, they required all of the households to own a gun. Every household was made in, to purchase a weapon.
1: Oh, they were made to purchase they one? They had to
2: own a I think gun. I've heard about this. They but had to own a gun. Or leave. Robberies in Kennesaw dropped to near zero. I well, did hear about this. Yeah
1: if I am see that's not even a it's not even a question see yeah. in, in the proposed in your proposed town where one house has a gun I'm you know as a criminal I might take that gamble
2: maybe one out of ten
1: but I if I am a hundred percent sure that the person in the house has a gun now my now my calculation doesn't come down to do they have a gun or not I have one they might have one yeah now it becomes, who wins the gunfight? Yes, and that's a lot riskier. It's all, <laughs> it's yes, a whole yeah. lot
0: riskier. Did you hear about that uh, a couple months ago? I don't know if it's still on the if they're still going after it, but uh, New Mexico state legislature was trying to pass a law where it would make it legal for parents or guardians to train any children under a certain age in oh, wow. handling. Oh wow! I can't imagine that fire. would pass in Arizona. I don't think so either. But nonetheless, they're one of the more restrictive states, believe it or not, with regards to gun laws. But what I'm thinking of is that later, within the last month or so, there was a a report of a 13-year-old boy. The house was broken into, and I guess he lived with his grandmother. And because he had actually been trained on how to use it, he was able to fend off.
2: He He, protected his grandmother and the house and the intruder. Now, I might be getting some
0: of the facts of the story wrong, but the fact of the matter is is that kid protected his family.
2: Yep. And my kid, uh, come at me if you want to, but my kid knows how to shoot every one of my guns everyone responsibly. And yep, and he knows not to touch them yep. without me, but I I've I've stressed to him a, a hundred times uh, if if he needs to use them, I want him to know. Yeah,
1: we can worry about the law. Uh, yeah,
2: I, I need him to know how to properly use yeah. them.
1: You have to be alive to worry
0: now, about
2: exactly. the law. exactly. But I'd rather be judged by 12 than yeah, carried by 6.
0: Yeah, yeah, and at the same time it's one of those things where I mean, I I would imagine the parents are at least you know by and large uh, a lot more responsible with understanding of when that kid is at a point that they would be responsible enough to yeah. start learning that kind of stuff and you know?
1: what yeah what we're really getting to thematically speaking is that again it just comes down to individual decisions yeah
2: yep i feel like my my son is responsible enough to know how to use these guns would I allow him to have a gun at eleven? No. Just to have, no. just to carry around. Absolutely not. But In, guess under, what, Dad? They didn't mess with me. Yeah, no
1: shit. <laughs> Fully tried to take my lunch money, so showed I, him.
2: Yeah, and I,
1: exactly. It goes back
2: to that joke. Uh, the real quick, last last point, and then we'll head out. Uh, there's an old lady got pulled over by a Pennsylvania State Trooper. Um, she, he, he goes and he searches the car and he asks her if she has any weapons in the car, she says yeah I have a 9 under my front seat, I have a shotgun in the trunk, I have a 38 in my glove box, I have a 45 in my purse and I have a 38 stuffed up up in top of, uh, in my visor And he says, Jesus Christ, lady, what are you afraid of? She says, not a goddamn thing. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Exactly. Uh. So at any rate, um, we are very much pro-Second Amendment here on Between the Lines. We're not saying that you have to go out and buy one, but don't try and force other people that want one not to have it. I like guns. Fuck off.
0: Yeah, and remember probably the person next door to you that believes in gun rights might come to your aid one day that's
2: right I, I am willing and able to protect everyone in the supermarket when I when I go grocery shopping because
0: your neighbor can respond a lot faster than the that's police right.
2: can that's right Fifteen uh, police take minutes when seconds matter um, at any rate um, we hope that everyone is having a great time um, I hope that everyone is being peaceful uh, so we're going to be together next week Uh, Not sure what the topic is going to be at this point, but um, we'll come up with something. Um, At any rate, everyone be good to each other. Just be decent human beings. Quit setting stuff on fire uh, and uh, just be good humans. All all in all, just be good humans.
0: Anything else, Dave?
1: No, I'll leave that to you, Scott. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Everyone have a great week. Be
2: peaceful. Be good humans. Uh, All right.